You're listening to another episode of Small Business Saturdays with Aaron Montgomery on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturdays. Let's start off with this Peter Drucker, who's kind of most widely known as an influential business consultant and uh, just a, a management consultant, that kind of a, a person. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away back in 2005, so he's no longer with us. But uh, he once said this, he said, the purpose of business is to make and keep a customer. So that that art of keeping a customer and doing business with them over and over is, is really kind of the most profitable business that we can do over time. And we need to figure out ways to keep those customers coming back. And the best way to do that is to really listen to them and and listen to them in such a way that we can make decisions about our business and about how we make our products and how we present ourselves to keep them. That's really what we're here to talk about today is kind of that that listening that we do in such a way that, that we can make those decisions and we can kind of really understand what it is that is going to help them go, yeah, I really want to keep doing business this person, and then hopefully grow them to a point where they're telling their friends, blah, blah, and so on and so forth. So to do that, though, here's here's the one of the most important parts is we really need to define who it is that we're listening to, right? You're going to get lots of feedback over the course of your business life, and a good chunk of it might not actually be relevant to you outside of maybe indicating who that person is that's not your ideal customer. Hey everyone, Aaron here real quick. Sorry for the brief interruption. If you are getting anything out of Small Business Saturdays, please head over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash SBS. We're going to send you some free resources and give you some more information about our success group and how we might be able to help your company even more. Thanks for tuning in. Now, back to the podcast. I was having a conversation with a gentleman yesterday, and we were talking about kind of who his ideal customers were, and it was kind of telling, right? There, there were some people that he was talking about where they didn't care for the way things went and blah, 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 and, and the way that the discussion was going, I could tell that that person wasn't the ideal customer, but I was also kind of trying to make sure that we weren't making decisions based on that customer, right? It is how does that affect everybody else? So understanding who your ideal customer is, is really important because some people maybe just are, are not really the, <laughs> the right people to be doing business with you. But when you're, you're dealing with your ideal customers, that's when we really need to listen to them and, and truly understand what their needs are, be able to understand when their needs change, to kind of be able to communicate with them in a way that they can really understand that our business is there to serve people like them. And and so to understand that, we have to really get into who that ideal customer is. Now, if you look right above me here, osg.link forward slash marketing, we've got that coming up. And so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about how do you identify your ideal customer, because that's really going to be the first day heavily and then kind of some information happening on the second day when we define our brand and, and then tying that all together in the third day when we're picking our path. So um, I think this 
process of clarifying who your ideal customer is and really getting down to a granular level uh, to where you're having a conversation with one person, we're able to have that direct conversation um, is so important that, you know, we've made this a big part of what this five keys of marketing workshop that's coming up on Monday is. And so some of you, if you're not already our success group members, and I see a lot of, uh, you know, Sandy, Jerry, uh, Jerry Dahlheimer and Chuck, you guys are tuned in live. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, so I know you guys are OSG members, so you can just take a quick minute break here. But uh, everybody else that's tuned in that's not an OSG member, you may want to check this out. This may be of value to you. I know we start on Monday, which is a Labor Day, but it's in the evening, so your Labor Day festivities should be be done, and, and we're ready to get back into it. They are also recorded, so you'll have access to these for 90 days after the workshop as well and and there's a whole workbook and and details there so let's let's listen in real quick about some information that i put together about the five keys of marketing starting on monday so you have that opportunity to sign up and then we will get into talking about actively listening to our customers and and ways that we can do that i don't mean to startle you but the busy holiday selling season is just around the corner is your business ready specifically your marketing plan You deserve the same success all those so-called marketing gurus are getting. Stop worrying about all the money you need to spend on ads and all the posting you need to do on social media to get above the noise. When you tailor a plan that fits both your values and what your ideal customers are looking for, you will have a killer marketing plan for a lucrative fourth quarter. OSG has a workshop for you. The Five Keys of Marketing has been a lifeblood for OSG members in the fourth quarter, and this year our newly redesigned workshop is going to help you find clarity, confidence, and the right plan for your business. The five-session workshop is nightly starting on September 5th for one hour each night until September 9th. Register now at osg.link forward slash marketing plan. This workshop will supercharge your reach for the fourth quarter holiday rush. Register at osg.link forward slash marketing plan. All right. So if you haven't signed up for that yet, please go check that out. Um, there's still time and you can sign up all the way up until Monday. And uh, um, But, you know, go ahead and do that today. Just just uh, jump on over there. Uh, you can just go to the link again right above me here, osg.link forward slash marketing plan and sign up for that. And, uh, you know, be ready to have that fourth quarter marketing plan. Now we're in the right space, right? We, we've got our ideal customer in mind. And maybe you don't have that quite clear yet, but that's okay. You can then start adding this stuff afterwards. So with that clear understanding of who our ideal customers are, I want to then now explore some ways that then we can actively listen, that that we can really kind of get into understanding our customers better. And um, one of the tools that uh, is available to us, and, and whether you love it or hate it, right? A lot of people have an aversion to social media, right? So whether you love it or hate it, social media is a fantastic tool that we can use. Where social media gets us in trouble is when it takes advantage of us and it steals our attention. But when we can utilize it as a tool, then we can really do some cool things. We can really understand more clearly about a bigger group of our customers than we could with just one-on-one interactions. Now, the way to do that, though, takes some work. It takes a little bit of effort. It maybe takes a little bit of stepping outside of your comfort zone, right? If you are not actively engaging on social media, right, if you're just consuming, right, if you're just going in and hitting a few hearts and likes every now and again, then 
you're not utilizing social media. Social media is using you to steal your attention. What you need to be doing is you need to be actively engaging, not just on the stuff that you share, not just on the stuff that your company shares, but wherever your ideal customers might be, you need to be part of those conversations, right? And you need to be asking questions, but you also need to be going deeper, right? And this is the challenge with social media, right? It is a online, we're in front of our keyboard. Um, it's hard to go deep. It's it's really hard to go deep on social media, but you can do it. It just takes a little bit of extra work. Like I'll, for myself, for example, I don't spend all day on social media. I, I sometimes get caught in it just like everybody else, right? And so they've done a really good job at designing that, but... <clears throat> I don't. I, I check in on social media a couple times a day. I have my feed, so to speak, the the notifications curated down to trying to be where my customer ideal customers are at. And I get in and I try to engage with as much of that as possible, right? The one nice part about uh, the algorithm is that you can curate, so to speak, your own feed. You just have to make sure that when you're actively engaging or, or spending any time watching or, or stopped on something that you are, uh, that is an ideal customer or that's a place where you're going to get value out of it. You know, it's when you get engaged in those, you know, political rants or what, it, you know, kind of some of that is where now all of a sudden your feed is going to be filled with those things, right? So when, when you're actively engaging in the stuff that's important to you, then you're going to be um, in a better space. And yes, I know that, you know, do you like pineapple on your pizza is uh, these can be things that build up our engagement and can allow us to get more reach with our business pages and things like that. I'm not, not downplaying that kind of thing at all, right? You're going to get a ton of engagement on that. What, what that's for though, is that's for planting a seed, right? That that's really for seeding your algorithm. You get that going and then guess what? Your next post should be an opportunity that somebody has to purchase something from you or, you know, kind of digging into that, right? Because now Facebook's going, Oh, people want to talk about this person. And then, right. So, so that, but when we're trying to actually find out information about our customers, right, we, we need to go deeper than that. Right. So, you know, um, <clears throat> In the business basics groups, there are some questions in there about our, our, you know, kind of like what's your business challenges, what's, you know, this, that, or the other thing. One of the things that we could do a lot better with that is to get in there and engage. Now, it's not my post, so it's a little bit harder for me to engage, um, but we, we need to get in there and engage with people more and, and actually get down to the root, right? So what's the biggest challenge in your business? And then somebody will say marketing. Okay. What does that mean? Right. What's, what's getting you stuck? Let's get into the, the weeds on that and show you that we're here to help you. And, oh, and here's a workshop, by the way, that could help you that kind of thing. Right. So, um, in, in a group that I'm more part of the management, I, business basics groups, kind of Todd's baby. So I, I leave that for Todd, but, um, I've got a group called understanding success and, and I'm actively trying to get deeper into really understanding people because it, it, A, it's awesome. I'm loving it. I've learned so much about so many amazing people. B, it helps me really understand what people need and want. And so then I can make better decisions about my business, about just uh, about how I can serve people better. So it, it's about getting in and, and really actively engaging. Right? And, and this doesn't have to take up all of your time. This means that, that actively engaging means 
getting involved in the conversations at a level deeper than just asking the question, right? Let, let's let's go deeper. Let's see where we can provide value. And then you get in, you do that, and then you get out, right? So the where we get stuck is we get in, we do that, and then we keep scrolling. And the next thing we you know, we're on some clickbait and now exact you know, et cetera, et cetera. So Social media is a, a first and foremost way that we can really get good information and kind of understand our customers and and kind of what we're here to talk about today, which which is this you know kind of listening. Are you listening to your customers? Uh, Chuck says understanding success on Facebook. Yes, it is, Chuck. Um, uh, I thought you were in that, um, but I will uh, I will make sure I don't have that link in front of me right now, and it won't be good <laughs> good programming for me to go grab it for you right now. But uh, I will get. I promise I will re- reach out to you with that information. Okay, all right. So um, and then you can also search it. Understanding success. It's something that uh, I've put together with uh, my mastermind group, the other Canfield trainers that I get to work with regularly uh, in Deb and Lorraine and Addie and Brian. Um, so, and, and we've been doing it every other day. There's a new question in there and uh, just kind of a deeper question. I, I'm loving it, really loving it. All right. So social media, number one. Number two, surveys, right? And some of this is, is like, duh, Aaron. Yeah, I know how to ask questions. I do a survey, right? And, but but the reality is, how do you do that? How do we, how, how do we really find out, right? So a survey can be as simple as just an email asking for feedback about a kind of a recent experience with your business, or or kind of a more formal, you know, you have three or four questions um, in, in a digital survey, you know, Survey Monkey or or Google Forms or um, uh, Jot Forms or something like that, right? So there's lots of different ways that we could do this, but a lot of times we get stuck in the front end of, oh, you know, how do I do this thing? You know, how do I set up this email or how do I set up this form and then get it out to people? And, and, and yes, we need to spend some time getting that right. So it, it is, looks right. It makes sense. It's easy for people to engage with us. But the other part about it is we need to make sure that people understand why that's of value to them. Right. So if this is an ideal customer and they have any interest in doing business with you again, um, which if they're an ideal customer, you you hope that they do. Right. So there's value for them to give you feedback. You want to make sure that they know that you want to hear from them. And, and one of the best ways to make sure that they know that you want to hear from them is to ensure that any feedback that you get, even if it's not exactly from your ideal customer, is accepted and taken as feedback, not as an attack on you personally, right? People need to understand that that feedback is going to be taken, it's going to be analyzed, it's going to be heard, and that they're going to know that their effort to share with you was valued, right? So if somebody says you know, Hey Aaron, you're doing a horrible job. And I go, ah, well, you're just a jerk anyways. So I don't care about you. Right. Guess what? That might be what you, your initial feeling is. And maybe that is true. Maybe that's a true statement, but other people that aren't jerks are going to get that. And they're going to go, well, if I gave Aaron feedback, he's going to attack me. Ugh. So I'm, I'm not, I'm avoiding that. Right. So what we need to do is all of our interactions, all of our opportunities that are out there, it's never about attacking. It's never about defending. It's about accepting, acknowledging, and thanking, right? And then from there, what you do with that information is totally up to you, 
right? And then you can take it and go, okay, well, that's just somebody that, mm, you know, whatever, they're having a bad day or, yeah, I get it, but that's not my ideal customer. That's not the kind of business that I want anyways. So no wonder they had a bad experience. I, I'm sorry that I took that job kind of thing, right? And 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 maybe you can say, hey, I really appreciate the feedback, right? This is not the, the, the type of work that we do best. And I apologize. I thought that we had more clarity. Is there anything I can do to make this right? And if it's they want to just keep fighting, then you just let it go, right? And that at that, that point. But Surveys are kind of getting that information. It, it, the real important part here is to ensure that you're really analyzing the information and that then the people that have taken the time to give you that feedback are acknowledged and thanked, right? And that's why doing things like, you know, entering to win a gift card or everybody that does the survey gets $5 off their next order or something like that. Make them understand that they're feedback that their information, right? Information is value in today's world and that that information that they're providing to you is valuable and that they are rewarded for that. So that's number two, surveys and, and ways to get those surveys out in front of people. But then the important part about surveys is the back end of it. All too often, we'll you know run out of survey and it's like, oh, great, we got some information. Now we can make decisions later. No, you've got to do the work to make sure that those people understand that it's not just, hey, I'm going to use this feedback later to my advantage. It's your feedback's important. I'm going to acknowledge it right now. Is there something we could change in this moment that would make that better? Because here's the deal. When you make a change based on somebody's feedback and you acknowledge them for that, they now feel like they're part of the process, right? And now they have more loyalty to you. And they're going to go, well, you know, this person was willing to change their business to suit my needs. So I'm coming back. Right. So so that's that's about surveys. And a lot of this, the next part is kind of general feedback. And, and this this is the same has a lot of the same kind of themes here as the surveys. But getting general feedback means that we, we I mean, <laughs> let's boil it down to its simplest level. Have a conversation with your customers. Y you can have those conversations. And this is something like, for example, my wife is great at. She she is so great at connecting with people and and, and really loves that. I, I kind of give her a little bit of a hard time about her love of chit chat, right? It's it's not my thing. I got to get better at it, right? But but I do really enjoy talking to people. Anytime I have an opportunity to kind of have that one-on-one -on -one call with an OSG squad member or like not too long ago, I had an opportunity to have um, have dinner with uh, one of the OSG squad members because she was in town for a training. And man, it was just cool, right? But it, uh, not only was I able to help her, which she told me, so I'm not just tooting my own horn here. She did say that it was very valuable for her. But but I was also able to gain a lot of insight into what the challenges were that she was facing that I could help her with, right? And and yes, I'm I'm offering training and doing some of that things. But the same thing could be of, you know, you do jerseys for a coach or an organization and having a, con a conversation with the people that are involved in that organization, you understand that, you know, you can find out information like, God, yeah, it's so terrible when, you know, the parents are like, oh, I got, you know, got the wrong stuff and th there's confusion about this or that. That's all fantastic feedback that you can use to improve your process. And then the same thing goes into it to go, gosh, you know, thank you, Mr. or Mrs. Customer. 
I really appreciate you sharing all that with me. You know, I, I feel for you. And you know what? I think I might be able to help you a little bit. Would doing X, Y, or Z on my side help you with that? Or, hey, is here's a service that, that maybe I didn't tell you about clearly enough. Or here's another product that we offer that could help with that, right? All those things. So having those conversations with your customer was going to give you a whole lot of insight. Um, and But you have to be taking that time to regularly connect with people. You know, maybe it's over the phone or email or I, I'm not a phone person. I just, I don't know what it is about being on the telephone. I despise it. But you know what? I can have a Zoom call and I love it, right? It's so weird. I have no idea and I have not figured that out and that's okay, right? You just have to figure out who you are. Um, you know, and, and emails are another great way for me to communicate. I, I very much enjoy communicating with email because it gives us a chance to really articulate and, and share and, and be able to kind of go back in the conversation and say, yeah, you know, okay, yep, this makes sense, right? And I can go back and, and dig deeper into that. But finding out whatever way it is for you that you can connect and then really start seeking out their thoughts on your products and services. So maybe in having that part of your regular cycle of business, maybe once a month you pick out three, four, five of your core customers, and you do your absolute best to make sure that you are um, connecting with them for a little bit more of a meaningful conversation than uh, do you need to order again, right? Um, that follow up shouldn't be about buying. That follow up should be about getting to know them and understanding them, and and don't do the We've all seen the, the crap on, on LinkedIn, right? I, I get it all the time. I'm sure you guys do too if you're on LinkedIn or, or some of these other places where these sales guys are, are reaching out. I really care about you. I'd like to learn more about your business. How can I help you? Bull-loney. They're, they're trying to set you up. So you have to go into it with a, a genuine un desire to understand, right? Like you can tell. Like, like I had somebody reach out to me asking me if, you know, I'd really love to help you with X, Y, and Z. I'm like, if you took more than five seconds to look at my profile, go a little bit deeper into who the heck I am, you would realize that I have no need for any of that. I might not need your services at all, but if you would have come in and said, hey, I learned this about you by looking this up and and I thought that, you know, this would um, gosh, I appreciate that. Is there anything I could ever do to help you that maybe then I would go, yeah, they spent time. So I'm going to spend time connecting back with them. And, um, you know, and maybe again, I might not have been their customer, but I could have been a referral, right? I talk to people every Saturday. I talk to people every Friday, right? So, so anyhow, getting that general feedback, but going into it as a, what, not what's in it for me, but as a, I truly want to connect with this person to understand a little bit more about them and not in this, like, I don't know, just, just kind of a, a weird and, and creepy way. Right? So you guys know what I'm talking about, I'm sure. So, um, all right. So we've got that. Uh, so general feedback, the next way that, that we can really kind of, uh, digging into listening to our customer here is by, actively acquiring, actively asking for testimonials, reviews. And not only is that great for business, testimonies and reviews are a fantastic way. We, we live in that world where we need social proof. We need that proof that um, if I do business with Aaron, that other people have done business with Aaron and they've had a great experience, right? Um, I, I, 
I think that testimonies are one of the greatest ways for us to market our business, but testimonies and reviews are also a great way for us to listen and understand what's truly important to people, right? And and so one of the things that we've got to do is we have to make sure that we're not just blowing off any bad reviews as, as that's just a negative Nancy or Norman, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to just single out Nancy's. <laughs> I don't want to just single out ladies, negative Nancy's or negative Norman's, right? Is there room to improve, right? Maybe, yes, that is somebody just having a bad day, but if you were to accept it and appreciate that feedback and then just let it sink in a little bit, could it give you any insight to a possibility of improvement? If you can let go of the ego, if you can let go of that feeling of being attacked by that somewhat negative review, even even like a three-star review or a four-star review, I think we, we get a four-star review and we're like, ah, oh, I wanted a five-star review, right? And then we're like, ah, and we start taking it personally. But you know what? That's a great thing. A three-star review, a four-star review, those things are fantastic because that means you've got room to improve and you can get better. And every time you get better, if we get better each and every day, then we're going to reach our idea of success. So don't just blow off those bad reviews. Really try to dig in, try to get into it. We talked about that a little bit with with um, you know, on social media or surveys or even general feedback, right? The whole the theme here is the same. This feedback is is so valuable to our business, but most of the time we kind of ruin our opportunity for feedback because we let our ego get in the way. Yes, this is our baby. Yes, you work your tail off each and every day to do the very best that you can. And when somebody says you aren't doing a good job, it hurts. I get it. But you cannot let that that feeling that creeps up then determine how much value you're going to get out of that feedback. So testimonies and reviews are another way, great way. And bonus, they bring a lot of value to your, your company as well. So, um, Jerry, I got your question. Um, let me come back to this. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, and Chuck, uh, also hit me on the head when we were, sorry, I was just getting to some of these comments here, hit, hit me on the head when I was talking about the communication, why I don't like phone and, and then some of that stuff. I, I'm definitely more of an asynchronous person. Um, I do enjoy that opportunity to communicate with people, but I, I need the inflection and, and I need that. That's why I really love volley. Um, you know, emails have always been my thing, but volley allows me to take it to that next level. So thank you for that. And, and Jerry, I've got, I've got these questions. Um, so I'm not, I'm not avoiding them. Let me wrap up here and then I'm going to come back to that if that's okay. Okay. And I hope it's okay because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it didn't come out the way I wanted it to. All right. So let me just wrap this up and then we can get back to that. That's a great question, Jerry. Thank you so much. We've got all those things. Let me just hit those reviews here real quick because this is kind of the, so social media, how do we listen to our customers? Social media, surveys, getting general feedback, having those having those conversations, and then fourth, testimonies and reviews. Those are, those are great ways to get feedback and to, to really listen. But then the other part, and I think we've kind of been touching on this throughout the conversation so far, is there is, really is an art to listening, right? The reality is there are clues in how your customers feel about you and your company and the business in, in a, a variety of places, right? And, and honestly, you, you even get feedback in just how much repeat business you are doing that could be very telling, right? And, and even what Jerry asked there, there's feedback in that fact that she's putting it out there and she's not getting it back. That, that's feedback. 
And this is not a bad thing. It's not like, oh, Jerry, you're not doing it right, blah, blah, blah. No, this is just feedback. It, like I said, we've got to let go of the ego. We've got to let go of those those feelings and emotions that are associated with that as much as we can. I'm not saying to, to bury them. What I'm saying is you have to accept them and then move on from it because there is really great information in all of that, right? So I guess at the end of the day, are you really kind of willing to face up to that and and admit that there's a need for improvement and and then ask for another try? Hey, the feedback's great. Thank you. Would you try it out again? What what could I do, right? That's why one of the ways that I love to ask for feedback is a very simple method that I learned from my mentor, Jack Canfield, where it's it just boils down to simply asking on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate this service, product, webinar, information, exchange. Heck, I, I need to do this more with my wife when we have our meetings, right? On a scale of one to 10, we, we kind of do it on a monthly level, but and, and it gives us an opportunity to open up the feedback. On a scale of one to 10, how am I doing as a husband? Right? And then here's the, here's the real valuable part though, right? Is you get that point, and then if you can accept that and, and really take that in as feedback, then the next question is the most important. If not a 10, what could I have done? Not what should, we don't want to should on ourselves. What could I have done to make it a 10 so I can learn from that and then build up to that improvement that I am going to get? So um, th this, this is, you know, you might have to have those hard conversations with unhappy customers. And, and when you do that, and I've mentioned this word already a couple times, but active listening is the key, right? It, it involves really kind of carefully gauging what the person is actually saying and then looking for common threads and what they're saying and then making sure that you really clarify exactly what that means. So, so there's really kind of three things that, that kind of help with active listening. And First, we want to just listen for what they're really trying to say, right? We're gauging what that person is actually trying to say, because a lot of times our perceptions of how it's going to go, right? Oh, I've got to have this conversation with an unhappy customer. So we've already kind of made up our mind about how this is going to go, right? It's You want to kind of really actively listen, because even if they're upset, there might be some things in there that you can go, oh, let me hold on to that, because that's actually what they liked about it. So if we can go, okay, how do we do more of that and less of what they didn't like, right? You know, now you start finding that pattern, that common theme, but you want to listen for what they're trying to say rather than what you think the answer should be, right? If you're already thinking of the answer, then, then you're already behind the eight ball. So that's not active listening. Active listening is really tuning in. So that's one. And then two is thinking about what you're actually hearing. So so that you can ask the right questions, right? Again, you've got to listen all the way through and then start formulating your next question or, or, or your response as opposed to formulating your response while they're still talking. And I know that can be hard because they'll say something and that triggers something. So I'm going to give you guys a little trick that I've used myself personally. And this was something that my uh, youngest son and I developed together because um, when he was younger, he had a, a hard time in like interrupting. He was interrupting a lot, uh, because again, his brain would fire and he'd wanted to share right there. And, and so here's a little technique as I'm actively listening to something and something triggers that I want to remember, I do this, right? 
I'm just, I'm, I'm doing this with my finger and that's my signify to, to remember. Okay. So conversations happening point a right there. I want to remember point a, this is point a, if something else comes up, then I'm doing two hands. If three things come up and they're still talking and that can be a challenge, right? If you get somebody that's a talker, I, I know a lot of people like, like, um, not trying to pick on Todd here, but Todd will keep going. Right. And so I've got to do this and, and that's okay. And because he's, he's bringing a lot of great information and he's going and he's passionate and doing that. Right. So again, not picking on Todd at all, but you know, those folks that, that can kind of keep the, keep the conversation going. I, I would imagine a lot of people listening to me probably have that same experience. Right. So here's, here's the trick. So <laughs> thinking about what, what you're saying. So just doing this and then I can, I go back and forth if I got more, right? <laughs> Whatever it is. So just some way um, to, to kind of make sure that you're listening all the way through and then take in the breadth of the entire thing real quick. And you go, oh man, I'm going to sound like, I'm like, uh, but like we were interviewing uh, King Tilly, Richard Tilly yesterday on the two regular guys. And there was moments where we'd ask him a question. And a lot of times when we interview people, we ask them a question and, and they're just going like as soon as we stop speaking. But what I really enjoyed about Richard was there was a couple questions where he'd go, hmm. you know, then maybe he was like still trying to gather his thoughts. He'd go, okay, that's a good question. Yeah. So thinking about what you, you know, and, and just taking that moment, nobody's going to think that you're not smart or that you're, you're not quick witted or anything like that. If you just take a moment to gather your thoughts after they finish their conversation, they're actually going to appreciate that because that's a signal to us as humans. It's an internal signal that we get that somebody actually fully listened to that. They were engaged the whole time. I, this is something that I work on because I am definitely a squirrel chaser. And so having conversations, I'll get into, you know, I, I tend to multitask a little bit. So we, we all want to do that. Thinking about what you're hearing so then that you can kind of follow up, ask the right questions. The third thing in active listening here is to confirm what you're hearing so that the person speaking to you understands that you are or are not on the same page, right? So instead of going, okay, next question or next point, going, okay, so I think this is what I heard you say. Now, again, you can go on the far side of this where it's the greasy, yucky salesman feel, and and I, I've gotten that too. And and so you've got to find that that happy medium between re-asking questions. But and and sometimes this will drive my wife crazy a little bit because she doesn't like it when I do this. But a lot of times when she asks me a question, I will ask her a question to get more clarity, right? Because I'm wanting to get more clarity. And and so figuring out how to do that, right? Okay, so I think that you said this. Well, do you actually mean this? And then they go, no, I meant this, uh-oh, right? And and so it's just about getting on the same page. So that's really what active listening is all about, kind of listening for what they're really trying to say whether, rather than your preconceived answers, and then thinking about what you're actually hearing um, the whole time without kind of already starting to formulate your next words coming out of your mouth so that then you can ask the right questions or have the right response or or kind of get to the next phase and, and so they understand and then confirming what they're hearing. So so don't always just think that you have to answer everything. If somebody asks you a question, you don't necessarily have to answer that with the answer right away, right? Because if you answer that right away and you don't actually understand the question, you might be painting yourself into a corner you don't want to paint yourself into, right? So, so asking a question in response to a question 
is actually a really great technique to understand and get more clarity. So um, let me get into some of the comments. We're going to get back to Jerry's uh, question here. So Tanya says, taking a pause has been serving me well, engaging and not reacting poorly. Great skill. It, it, that's such a, a great share there, Tanya. Yeah, it, it's and and honestly, I don't know a whole lot of people that are super great at it, right? And and I know a lot of really super great people. All of you guys here are super great people. And so this is a skill that we can all work on. All of us can work on this, right? Taking a pause, slowing down. I know we want to get our points across. And and I'm I'm you know, I'm talking to myself here for sure. You know, I want to get my that point across, but sometimes it's okay. I just take a pause, be engaging, right? Also not reacting poorly, right? We have to accept things. I'm not saying that we, we need to go, oh, I'm just going to take this beating, right? And we have to not defend ourselves or necessarily. But if we're always just defending ourselves, we're not going to be able to get the feedback that we need to make improvements. And, and a lot of times we have to go inside, right? Sometimes the things that um, really hurt the most are not necessarily because it's hurtful from them, but it hits a nerve, right? And so we sometimes we got to go inside and go, ooh, why does that feel so bad, right? Um, yeah, so uh, let's see here, Wendy. I didn't read all this, but I'll read it while we got it up there. My two cents on customer feedback. Yes, hearing their message is great for improvement, but I also evaluate if they are my type of customer, my not people mesh. And, and that's great. And I know, uh, Wendy, you were, you were a little, little late showing up. So we did talk about that at the be beginning. So there you go. Great minds think alike, Wendy. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I said is sometimes the feedback that you're getting is just that they're not the right kind of customer. Now, again, could there be something in there, right? Great for improvement. There's always room for improvement. If you're not trying to improve each and every day, then you're failing. I'm sorry. I know that sounds harsh, but if you're not actively trying to improve each and every day, seven days a week, Labor Day included, right? And maybe that improvement on that day is just recharging a little bit. I get that, right? So I'm not saying that every day you have to work your tail off. What I'm saying is if we're not trying to actively improve ourselves or our business each and every day, then we're not getting there. And, and so listening for that's important, but then again, Understanding, okay, that's probably just not my ideal customer, and that's okay, right? And letting that go. So perfect. All right. And then Jerry says, I totally agree. Feedback is vital at all levels. All right. So here we go. Um, Jerry, I'm going to, uh, yes, this is a great question. I asked for reviews and put the link on each invoice, yet I still don't get them, right? And so I want to say this. And okay. So first and foremost, Jerry, I think you're awesome. Amazing. <laughs> I shouldn't pre preface me with that because now you know that, that I want to kind of like, I don't want this to come across negatively. <laughs> so, so I just ruined the whole thing right there. So just, just go with it, Jerry. I, I think this is good feedback for you because I think that what's happening is, is you got to figure out a way to more closely connect with people and just having that link on the invoice, right? Because an invoice is a transaction. Right? And inside of a transaction, people, that's not, <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Jerry. I'm going to just say. So inside of that transaction, people not, might not feel that, right? Yes, it's there. And, you know, so they have it. And so I think you want to have that. Uh, so I'm not saying take it off of there, but I'm saying that there should probably be some sort of follow-up. If you can more actively engage with those ideal customers, right? And, and then get to then get those reviews, um, you know, I, I've gotten some, some great reviews, 
but very rarely does it come from here's a link go to my google thing or, or whatever right very often it comes in conversations like this comments on a live video things like that and then i go back afterwards and i go hey I really appreciate saying that. That's so great. Do you mind if I use that? And then you could also then say, do you mind if I use that? Or would you do me a favor and also post that on Google? That would really help me a lot, right? When you're getting those positive feedback. So I think the my thoughts there are, you don't, don't stop doing what you're doing. Take it to the next level. And, and I know that takes more time and more effort. But again, if we truly understand who our ideal customers are, and we get as close to them as we can and and really engage with them that's way more value than having you know uh, i think the way todd says says it and I, and I like this a lot is you know i want 100 great customers i don't need 10,000 single customers right so um <laughs> Uh, and Sandy says, I, I just like Google reviews. Sorry, I got distracted. See, there's the, my, uh, I was in the middle of thought and I got distracted. I just like Google reviews. Sometimes I just want to give stars, but they want a narrative too. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, so other people might have that feeling, but, but getting really close to your ideal customers is going to actually be more valuable. And that time spends way more valuable than trying to get, you know, 10,000 customers. So, I would, I, that would be the change that I would make is, is don't just stop at, you know, I ask for reviews and put the link on each invoice, right? So, okay. So that's, that's one place. How else can you ask for reviews? How else can you get closer to those customers? Right. And, and the other thing that you can do too, is be setting it up at the beginning, right? And, and as you're kind of talking to them, kind of getting started and go, you know, just really kind of setting up, I want this to be a great experience, you know? So make sure that you're giving me feedback along the way, asking questions, you know, especially newer customers that you know are, are in your ideal customer. You like more of those people, you know, setting that up from the beginning. And, and unfortunately it used to be like seven or nine points to make a sale, right? And, and that, that same, information holds true with, you know, feedback or asking for anything, right? We're trying to get a review is like, you're just selling a review. <laughs> That's all. It's, it's really the same process. And it used to be seven or nine, but with today's uh, age of attention stealing, I think that number is a lot higher. I heard that it was quite a bit higher now in some of the research that they've done, how many touch points you have to have with a new customer before you actually get that order is quite a bit higher. I'll go look that up and see if I can find it. Um, I got to make a note. I've got Chuck that I promised to get something to, and I'm going to look that up as well. So hopefully that, that helps Jerry. If there's anything else that uh, you want to keep going with that, I'm happy to kind of keep that thing going. Um, keep that conversation going. Um, but while, while that's happening, let me go back here and just review really quickly. So the really the question is, are you listening to your customers? And at first glance, we might think yes as we talked about it, we're trying to get better every day. How can you listen even more? How can you get closer to them? Right. And so the first one was social media, just engaging more, right. Being more active on social media. This doesn't mean you have to spend more time. It means you need to have more valuable time. You know, the, the scrolling, the hearting, the, the, you know, just catching up. I get it. We need that a little bit, right. That's, that's just kind of, it's human nature, but can you sacrifice some of that time and spend more time getting involved in the conversations, right? Not just sharing my product for sale, but getting involved in the right conversations. So that's number one. Hi, I'm Kyleen. 
and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. <laughs> good. Jerry says, all good. I'm sobbing. I'll get over it. All right. Good. Good. I'm glad that we here. A little hug. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So social media, getting engaged. That's number one. Number two, surveys. Simple as asking in an email, maybe, but asking for feedback, but then really ensuring that when you do get any feedback, that you're, you're valuing that feedback. You're not just defending yourself from the feedback. And then uh, number three is just general feedback, having those conversations, making it a point to reach out to three to five of your best customers once a week, once a month, whatever it is for you, right? And, and maybe it's, I've got a goal of, of connecting with five of my best customers in a meaningful way, not just an email exchange, not just a, but could you have an actual conversation and, and go a little bit deeper and find out um, if you're uh, getting, you know, getting to know them more, right? And it it's really is getting to know them better um, and understanding what their needs are and how, how you could support those needs. Uh, and then number four, testimonies and reviews. And we just talked about that. How do, how do we get more of them? And so I think, you know, just kind of trying to, to go out there. And then finally, just that art of listening, right? Uh, listening for what they're trying to say rather than what you think the answer should be. Thinking about what you're hearing so that then you can ask the right question or have an appropriate follow-up. You know, we talked about that pause, right? That, hmm, like I mentioned yesterday, the conversation we had with uh, Richard Tilley, you know, I, I was, I, I really valued the fact that as I asked him a question, he didn't just like jump right into it, right? He could have just gone, oh, well, Rock USA is the best and that's why. He's like, hmm, okay, that's a good question. I could tell he actually cared about answering that question deeply. And then number three in the active listening is just really confirming what you're hearing so that you understand. So sometimes it's answering a question with another question and that's okay, right? And so um, getting, getting that, so... Uh, Jerry says, I see we're getting more personal is important instead of the sterile of it being an invoice. Also setting it up from the beginning. Awesome. I love that. Great. I'm glad that that's uh, that what you're able to take away from that. That was that was what I was trying to get across. So there we go. We've got clarity. We're on the same page. High five. <laughs> awesome. All right, you guys. Well, that's what I've got for you today. Uh, hopefully you guys have great plans for the weekend that you're going to have a chance to do a little relaxing, recharging, but you know, maybe taking advantage uh, here in the Montgomery household, we don't have a ton of plans and, but you know what, we're pretty, we're really looking forward to it because it gives us an opportunity to catch up to kind of clear off some messes and incompletes and, and, and really kind of feel like we're ready to tackle what's ahead. So I'm really looking forward to that opportunity and heck we might uh, enjoy some time with some neighbors or something like that too. So anyhow, that's what I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're not already registered for the five keys of marketing and you've got interest in that, do that please right there. OSG.link forward slash marketing plan is where you can find out more information. It's only $49 for, for, five hours plus a 21 page workbook and, and all sorts of information. You want to get into the implementation call, which I think is the real value, real big value. That's only $79. So, um, love to have you join us if you're not already signed up and, uh, other, Oh, got a couple comments. So let's make sure have a great weekend. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you guys. Um, 
cool. Tanya is designing and doing some reorganizing at store. Jerry, thank you. I really appreciate you being here. I love engaging and interacting with you guys. You are all incredible and amazing. Have a great day. And I will talk to you all very, very soon. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.